0: and welcome to the lighthouse podcast we hope today's message encourages you to live your life well if you'd like to connect with us further you can jump on our website at differentlight.com.au and click the connect button or could we encourage you to also support our work by clicking on the giving button thanks so much for listening so i've got a question for you here is the question Uh, Where did your serving journey in the context of church start? Where did your serving journey in the context of church start? Uh, I'm really excited at a church like Lighthouse where there are a lot of junior leaders and young leaders who get involved, particularly with the kids' ministry. That's absolutely amazing when I was growing up. Uh, There wasn't that level of encouragement or that level of responsibility, perhaps I should say. Um, I do remember when I was a kid, our church used to meet in an RSL hall. So on Sunday morning after the Saturday night, it was all hands on deck. All hands on deck meant trying to get rid of the smell of smoke, vomit and beer. And so there's always a big clean-up effort. Then after the big clean-up effort, then we used to put out the chairs. And I do remember putting out the chairs. My most vivid memory of starting to serve was when I was about 17. And I remember it being school holidays. And our church driveway used to be unmade and it was quite steep. We used to have a lot of water runoff down the driveway. And because it wasn't a um, tarmac surface... We actually used to have a lot of um, holes in the driveway and so that's where my serving journey started if we can have the first um, slide there please so <clears throat> gotta remember it's back in the 80s so um, my serving journey started with a mattock, a mullet and some short shorts <laughs> my my shorts weren't that short but I was living down in Melbourne and they were AFL shorts, so they were fairly short shorts. Why do you think May lynn wanted to marry me, right? Like she just couldn't resist. She could not resist. So it was hot summer weather and I'd grab the mattock from the church shed at the back of the property and I would dig, um, I'm not very good practically, But I I would do my best to try and fill in those holes and smooth out the ground so that the cars didn't bottom out as they were driving up and driving down the driveway. So where did your serving journey start in church? Maybe your serving journey has not started at all. Maybe your serving journey is stalled but I want you to have a little bit of a think about that. And I want to read a passage of the Bible to you that talks to us about how we are all interconnected and how we have different gifts that are given to us by God to help each other and to help his kingdom grow. So 1 Corinthians 12, verses 12 to 27. Just as a body, though one, has many parts... Can you listen carefully or... Read carefully because there's some key words that are repeated over and over and over again. And when words are repeated, that's a cue for us to pay attention to them because there are themes that we're able to track whereby God is able to make clear and loud points to us. So let's start again. Just as a body, though one, has many parts... But all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one Spirit so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. And we were all given the one Spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. Yeah? Okay? It's making sense. Yeah? And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable and the parts that we think are less honourable we treat with special honour and the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together giving greater honour to the parts that lacked it so that there should be no division in the body but that its parts should have equal concern for each other if one part suffers every part suffers with it if one part is honored every part rejoices with it now you are the body of Christ and each one of you is a part of it did you see some themes there did you see hear some words that were repeated over and over again If we were to take 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 13, and 14, we would see that there is an even bigger picture, and the bigger picture that we are given there is the use of our gifts for the greater good of the body and the extension of God's kingdom. In 1 Corinthians 12, we have a list of spiritual gifts at the start of that chapter. Then we have what we have just read there in chapter 13, We have a chapter that focuses on the motivation for the use of the gifts and the motivation for the use of the gifts is love. In fact, if you analyze all of the gifts passages of the New Testament, Ephesians chapter 4, Romans chapter 12, 1 Corinthians chapters 12 to 14, you note that the motivating factor is love. That is the motivating factor unifying factor when it comes to us using the gifts that God has given to us, serving one another, serving our communities, doing whatever it is that God wants us to do. Love must be the motivating factor. It must be. And then in chapter 14, we we have some instructions around how those gifts should be used in an orderly manner when we all get together. Okay, so that's the context of what we have just read. Let me make plain what is implied or what perhaps you read about the passage that we have just been through. One body, that one body phrase is used and emphasised a number of times. The concept of oneness is used over and over and over again. The word body is used 15 times. The one body is made of many parts. Many parts but one body. All of those parts working together. What part, the word parts is used 17 times. So we see this picture of unity and diversity. That is one body with many parts. And that is us here represented today. We are the body of Christ and we are not the sum total of the body of Christ because we recognise there are people gathered across other churches in the Illawarra and all around the world today and they are also part of the body of Christ, right? We are not a cult. We are not the one true church. We are part of the body of Christ And we celebrate the parts of the body that Christ has added to this particular local church. But we also celebrate the whole body of Christ. We celebrate everybody who calls on the name of Jesus as Lord and Savior and loves him and is built by him to serve him and to serve his people and to serve his world. We celebrate that. Our different gifts, the different parts, are not a problem. They are an asset. So I'm just going to make a number of statements here. If you're taking notes, I'd encourage you to get them down. The the, the parts, the different parts, are not a problem but an asset. Sometimes, and let's think of the relationships that are closest to us, where there is conflict some of that conflict arises on the basis of our differences, right? Let's think of the marriage relationship. Sometimes the tension in a marriage relates to the fact that people are different to each other. And if we are not smart, we let that Difference become a problem rather than actually refocusing on that difference and understanding, actually, that is a benefit. That is an asset. If you have a, have a husband or a wife who is different to you, celebrate that. God has given you somebody who sees the world differently to you to help you become a more complete person not just to annoy you or frustrate you. They are given to you to help you become more complete. So the differences are an asset, not a problem. There's a moment of realisation for some of you. Oh, okay. No, that's true. Think of those core friendships. Think of the people who mean most to you. Those people in your world are probably slightly different to you. Don't let that annoy you. Celebrate it and learn from them. That work colleague that bothers you, possibly one of the reasons why they bother you is because they see the world differently to you. So you can either marginalise them and become annoyed at them or you can celebrate the fact that they are different to you and see the world different to you And they can actually help you to become more complete. Yeah? You weren't quite as enthusiastic about that one. Because, you know, we like to objectify, don't we? And if somebody is a little bit different to us or a little bit annoying, it's easier for us to see that as a problem. And it's easier for us to isolate that person as being someone who we need to get rid of. Right? Because, of course, the problem can never lie with us, can it? It can never be about that person actually helping us to be more complete. That person's not like us, so they are annoying. So let's objectify them and let's get rid of them. No. That is not one of the lessons that we can derive from what we are reading here. Something else... The parts mean nothing unless they are functioning in the context of the body. An unattached body part is very, very strange. Maybe there's some, maybe there's some medical people here and maybe you get excited about unattached body parts. But, but to the rest of us, I mean, can you imagine you go to someone and you say, you have beautiful eyes. Hmm, you have really beautiful eyes. Do you mind if I pluck your eye out (laughs) and actually examine your eye more carefully? It's so beautiful, I feel like I need to extract it from your body and study it. It wouldn't be anywhere near as beautiful as when it is actually in the person's head, right? Right? You take that thing out of somebody's head, as beautiful as you think that eye might be, you pluck it out of there, that thing's monstrous, right? Yeah? Right? So, as beautiful as your gifts might be, as special as your gifts might be, if they are not, if they are not attached... To the rest of the body, if they are not functioning interdependently, you, ha- you are using something or you have something that is actually below its capacity in terms of how God sees the utilisation of whatever that is. Our unity is guaranteed and proven by the fact that we are given the Holy Spirit, Our unity is not just a concept or an ideal. We actually have the same Father and we are born again of the same Spirit. So when we talk about unity here, we're not talking purely from a utilitarian perspective. We are speaking at at an origins level. We're speaking at a fundamental level that we are all born of the same seed, the same sperma. So when we talk about being connected, we are connected in ways that we can barely begin to understand. Thus the emphasis over and over and over again on unity in God's word. The writers of the New Testament letters over and over and over and over again talk about this issue of unity. Why do they have to emphasize this issue so much? Because there was such disunity. It's probably a whole subject in itself. There's no room for comparison or jealousy or insecurity when it comes to the gifts that God has given us and their utilization in service there's there's no room for that there's no room for that because again i say the differences between us are something to be celebrated we celebrate the fact that we are different and every part has value you have value You might not recognise your value. You might try and uh, think of your value in terms of being in comparison to the person next to you. You might be competitive about your values, but that's not the best way of seeing your value. You are valuable because Christ created you. You are valuable because you have been created uniquely, You don't have to look like someone else or be like someone else or function like somebody else. You are you, and that is to be celebrated. A divided body is a dysfunctional body. A unified body is a healthy body. Have you ever stubbed one of your toes would be a rare human being who has never stubbed their toe. If you stub your, let's take the little toe, that thing's pretty small, right? Yeah? Hello, come and keep interacting with me here. You, you've, been, you've been really good to this point in time. Have I lost you somehow? You've all got toes, haven't you? I don't know, maybe not, I don't know. (laughs) What kind of group of people is this? They don't have toes. We've all got toes. You whack that little toe, the thing's very, very small. But for the next however long, your whole body is thinking about that stupid small toe, right? Yeah? All of the parts of the body should appreciate the other parts of the body. When one part of the body suffers, the whole body suffers. When one part of the body is honoured, the whole body shares in that honour. One of the things that we used to do when we were leading our church down in Melbourne, and Lighthouse does it here as well, we, we honour, we would honour, you do honour people who serve. And that's an amazing thing to do. So Janelle was up here a moment ago. You honoured Janelle. Um, Ash was up here. Josh honoured Ash. Beautiful. That's how it should be, right? One of the parts of the body is functioning in their gift. They are doing well. What do we do? We honour them. We say thank you to them. Well, I work, as many of you know, in Central Europe, um, heading towards the eastern part of Europe. And I remember once I was talking to my Polish and my Czech friends and I was speaking to them about the importance of honouring people. And they were horrified when I said that. And and the comment came back to me, well, if we honour one person, everybody else is going to be really unhappy because they are going to feel like that particular person got something or received words of encouragement that the rest of us didn't get. So we don't do that. And I thought, oh my goodness, what a mean, nasty spirit and attitude that you would have a group of people who would be unhappy because one particular person was singled out and thanked for their contribution. We don't operate that way, do we? We can't afford to operate that way. So as I close, three key thoughts about the body as illustrated by this passage. Diversity. It's a very popular word today, isn't it? Um, But I've used that word in the context of this for a long period of time, so I'm not kind of trying to insert any shade or colour to the use of that word, it's exactly the word that I want to use. There is diversity in the body. The body is comprised of different parts, of diverse parts. And interestingly, we're introduced to the reality that in this particular local congregation... There were people who were Jews, there were people who were non-Jews, there were people of varying social statuses, there were people who were free and there were people who, in the context of that society, were working as slaves or working in servitude for other people. And again, I point out, here we are, we're all very different, but we are connected by the one spirit. Our Gifts are very different, yet we are all called to serve for the greater good, right? We are called to serve for the greater good. So there is diversity in this image of the body. We also see that there is interdependence. The diverse parts of the body need each other for healthy and effective functionality. We need each other when you are not making your contribution, you, you are missed somehow. There is a missing piece of the puzzle. You have something to contribute, whatever that might be, whether it's it's specifically to the function of this local church, whether it's to the community, whether it's to your family, whether it's some sort of sporting club or your workplace. If you are not contributing the uniqueness of who Jesus has made you, we miss out or somebody misses out. We are designed just like the body for interdependence. Functionality. The parts of the body are designed to function for the overall health of the body. Your area of giftedness doesn't mean anything unless you are using it for the greater good. Don't sit on some special gift that the rest of us don't get to experience or celebrate. Don't don't sit on it. Use it. Use it. Now, can I quickly qualify there. Some of you are using gifts outside the walls of the church, so that might not be that visible to many in the room. God bless you. Well done to you. Many of you are like those parts of the body that not everybody gets to see. Remember that visibility does not mean that somebody is more important. I am not more important than the rest of you because I have the privilege of standing up here and doing this, right? It doesn't make me more important. It's just a different function and a different expression. So let's learn to celebrate the efforts of those who perhaps their efforts are not seen as much. Let's celebrate that. If that's you, if you work in the realm of what other people don't get to see, whether in here, whether out of here, God bless you and well done to you. And you keep going for it. You keep going for it. For Lighthouse to be at its best For the Illawarra to be blessed in the way that God wants it to be blessed. God is looking for you to serve. To use what he has invested in you the way he has wired you. To use what he has put in your hands. Use it because we want to celebrate it. And we want to love on you as you use it. If you've stopped serving, these are some questions for reflection during the week. If you've stopped serving, why have you stopped serving? And I, I want to ask that question in a non-accusatory way. Because sometimes we stop serving because we need to, because there's a whole lot of stuff going on. Sometimes we need to stop serving because we have to take care of our marriage or we need to take care of our family or there's something going on in us that we know we need to give greater attention to. So, so we press pause. Great. Great. Don't feel guilty about that. This isn't an exercise in finger pointing this morning. If that's you, pastorally I say to you, you rest. You concentrate on your kids, you concentrate on your marriage, you you concentrate on getting that new business going, but don't press pause permanently. Don't press it permanently. If you have stopped serving, are you comfortable with your answer or answers to that question? As I ask that question, do you sit there comfortably and you say, yeah, yeah, I, I know why. I know why I'm not serving as much as I used to and I'm comfortable with that, great, great. If you're a little uncomfortable with that, have a think why that might be. What are you gifted to do? What are you not gifted to do? Are you investing your time and your energy in what you are gifted to do? There's some other great questions to ask. And I'd also encourage you during the week to reread 1 Corinthians 12, verses 12 to 27. God has designed you for unique function. You are beautiful the way that Christ has made you and what he has invested in you. He needs you to use that for the extension of his kingdom through this local church and beyond this local church in the various ministries, that you run, in the Illawarra, through your workplace, whatever it is you do. Use what God has invested in you. Great. Bless you. Thank you for listening to the Lighthouse Podcast. We hope this message brings inspiration and encouragement to your day. If you want to check out any of our other podcasts or the work that we do or when and where we gather, jump on our website at differentlight.com.au. Catch you later.